This is Juan Martinez with This Is Real, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez-Rave. How are you guys? Hey, you see the way I've got so used to hearing you say hi, and I'm Stephanie Rave, that now I'm so weirded out. I'm like, you need to to put your last name. Now all of a sudden I'm weirded out because I'm so used to it. And I'm Stephanie Rave. Now it seems longer. And I'm Stephanie Martinez-Rave. We're going to have to figure it out. Stephanie Martinez. Martinez Rave. <laughs> Husband like, approved. Hey, Husband approved. Hey, we got, yeah. we're like, hey, uh, show. <laughs> like, yeah. we're like, a it's a 30, name. we try to bring you like 26 seconds instead of 31. Says the one who's got <laughs> AKA Mr. This is Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. <laughs> Let me give my Stephanie Martinez <laughs> rave. Rave. Okay, okay, that's good. That's oh, good. Man. So, um, you know, every week we have incredible guests who are real people uh, with real problems, real solutions. At least we hope to speak about, well, we speak about problems and we're always yes. trying to give you real solutions. Yeah, yeah. And um, thank you so much for uh, sending, I feel like I'm like all over the place a little bit, but. Um, no, special shout out to everyone who writes us letters, everyone who has been um, reaching out to us, letting, letting us know how much the show is blessing you and how much you've been sharing it with those around you, whether they're incarcerated or outside. You know, it's just awesome to hear how the stories and testimonies totally. and the words are, are really touching people's lives. So that's exactly why we're doing it. Yeah. You know, it's to reach those um, who maybe we can't normally reach. And so that's the whole purpose. So thank you for encouraging us by writing us letters and even those who are watching on YouTube by subscribing to the channel and um, leaving us comments and notifications and all of that. So yep. we appreciate that. On Live at Nines mm-hmm. on Tuesdays. Those have been cool Yeah, we go live Facebook. every Tuesday on Facebook at Juan Martinez, Dr. Love on Facebook. And that one's a little bit more fun and creative because we get to interact with you all and read your comments live. Um, and, you know, hit whatever topic you decide to, decide to talk to. Yeah, put, talk put, about. You yeah. know, sometimes put uh, topics on there and all that. We'd like to hear it. So today, I want to introduce our guest because we have a guest mm-hmm. kind of flew all the way. I was, uh, You know, that it was even weird now. I was like all the way from the NYC. Now it changed. Mm. Man, now it's like all the from way coast from to the... Coast. This What is this with this whole this whole show is different right now? It's like <laughs> all the way from Stephanie Martin's Raved. All the way from... Well, it used to be NYC, which mm-hmm. I'm... You know, at heart, he's still NYC. Yeah. You know, we're not going to remove yeah. that yeah, from yeah, yeah. You know, but his destination has changed, uh, just as yours, destination and his role. Yeah, hold come on. on. Hey, hold on. Let me, introduce, let me show you this book here, right here. This is the guy we have, his new book. What is it, Steph? Conquer Your Deliverance by our very good friend and family, John, John Ramirez. Ramirez. Welcome what to the studio, John. Dude, Thank you for being John. here. What's up, man? Good, good. Yo, how's life? Life is good. Bless, bless, and marry. It's an amazing marry. woman. Yeah. Oh, God, hook me up. Man. Hey, man. You do your thing. Hey, y'all, hold I up. Got, well, I feel I like got, this whole table right I now. The I'm hottest, I got the hottest girl in the Christian world. Wow, hey. Hey, he almost broke out in a song right there. Yeah, right there. About to bust <laughs> out. East Coast Boys. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, yeah. How long have you guys been married? Because. November 9th. All November right. 9th. Yeah. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And um, so you just flew now from Cali. Yep. You're everywhere. You, Every, you're everywhere, really. Everywhere, I mean, we can't just say uh, <laughs> you have, you're in uh, New York, Cali, Kansas City. You've been all over the place. What are some of the places you've been to here lately? Oh, man, everywhere. I mean, Minnesota, Oklahoma, uh, you name it, uh, many places. Man, I mean, loose track. Uh, just doing the little uh, cancer just got back from Kansas City went to California I'm here in Texas I think I got a California preaching or I got somewhere else to go yeah you, you know you can't I, keep I, up I, I can't keep the up Lord, with you. the Lord says stay busy 
mm-hmm. for the kingdom. Yeah. That's good. Right? So when I come back, I catch you doing kingdom work. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we do. Even on the show, you're doing kingdom work. You can have mm-hmm. a thousand one things, right? But God yeah. always put another one on, on, on your chart, on mm-hmm. your board to do, right? Mm-hmm. So, hey, we're doing it, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be home holding the remote control and wasting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be out there doing what God called me to do. That's so good. Okay, so all my Netflix people out there, drop <laughs> your control. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, Stephanie just got married, too. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you now go. we all Amen. family, now, family. Now, you know, oh, yeah, right? now, yeah, now, now yeah. by default, then John, you become my Theo, because yeah. if y'all are brothers, and wow. I'm my daughter. Wow, Theo, 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 John. That's Theo, John. Well, don't ask me for an allowance, though. <laughs> 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 I won't, but maybe in the future, the <laughs> <great kids. laughs> Hey, look, they're like, go to Theo, John, go to Theo, John. We're going to send him for Tell him you, tell him you like. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so this book, I mean, you are popping. What what number book is this? Seven to eight. Running. Seven to eight. Wow. I just signed a deal with Charisma. I'm running a book. It's called uh, Arsenal Prayers: mm. Destroying Satanic Kingdoms. Yeah. Wow. And this one is How to Live in Total Freedom: Conquer, conquer your, your Deliverance. deliverance. You know yes. what's amazing right. about that book, Conquering mm-hmm. Your Deliverance? And let me just give you two aspects of. of Bible said, "Be more than conquerors." Right? A yeah. lot of times we don't conquer anything. Well, you mm. win battles, but the devil shows up six months later to fight you again because mm. you never conquered that, that that situation that was in front of you. I give you two examples. Joseph was a man that conquered unforgiveness. Yeah. Because when Joseph went, he went into prison. He went to the whole thing. You know the story. Joseph sold into slavery, ended up in Pilate's house. When he met his brothers on the second time around, Joseph did something incredible. When Joseph met the brothers second time around, he forgave them. Never told Jacob what the brothers did. That's mm-hmm. total forgiveness. Yeah. Right? I have a, I have a friend that you say you, you see people listening to the show that are incarcerated, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine that so he conquered. He conquered fear. He conquered time. Mm. Because when people incarcerate, the worst thing that attacks you is time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So my friend is doing 365 years in jail. The son of Sam. The son of Sam. Deborah yeah. Berkowitz. Now yeah. his name is the son of hope. And, and his time in 365 years, that's his sentence, he has won more people to Jesus Christ. Yeah. He had won more souls than pastors and leaders that are here today. Because mm-hmm. he conquered bars. something behind bars, never stepped out, uh, out to the street, never stepped into a church, never stepped into a conference, or never stepped into an event. And he had won more souls for the Lord Jesus Christ during 365 years because he knew how to conquer his time and, br- and bring it to the feet of the Lord and do something incredible and in winning souls from the north to south to east and the west because he didn't, he didn't let time beat him up. He took yeah. the time and ran with it, and now he's a soul winner for the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And his good. name is the Son of Hope now. The Son of that's Hope. So good. Yeah, that's good. That was crazy in New York back in those yeah, days. Yeah, back in the days, you didn't want no girlfriend when he was around. Yeah, because he was, he was crazy. He was in the top ten serial killers in the world. And now he's the son of hope. And now he's the son of hope. And all because he went, he was in a jail cell at 3 in the morning. He read Psalms 34. Really? I yeah. didn't know that part. Yeah, he, he read Psalms 34. There was a guy that gave him the, the, the Psalms. He said, you Jewish, read the Psalms. And one day he was there. They cut him from here to here, neck, almost cut his juggler. Hmm. He was in the jail cell. He read Psalms 34. He said, Lord, if you can forgive this person, what about me? Wow. Um, all right, so I'm going to ask you a few things because I just jotted down some things that I kind of saw in there that I was, uh, I kind of want to talk to you about. I think Stephanie has a yeah. few. But, like, um, when you talk about destroying the, I'm just going to not put them in any order, right? They're all, all in right, the book. Yeah, so, yeah. destroying the tormentors. 
What was that chapter? Like, what was that about? Just when to, you're to torment this? is things that plague you, things that steal your time, things that get the best of you. Mm. You know, you could be in any circumstance. You could be in the penthouse. You could still be tormented. The tormented, you know, it's like you use Michael Jackson, you use Prince, right? Two amazing artists, different different walks of life. But you see them, right? But the tormentors came for them at night. They're under the light. They were superstars. But at home, at night, the tormentors came. Mm. And when mm. the tormentors come, if you don't have victory over your tormentors, the tormentors are mm. not only where you are, but eventually... You know, they, 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 the Bible says the devil comes, kill, steal, and destroy. So whatever is tormenting you, it could be a, a mind thing, it could be an emotional thing, it could be a physical thing. It, it could be anything that's tormenting you, that's getting the best of you, that's stealing your time, stealing your moments, stealing your days, stealing your weeks, stealing your months, stealing your year. It's tormenting you. Yeah, that's dope. And yeah. so you definitely want to read on that because, I mean, I, it was, I, like the, I like a lot of the topics you have on there, like when you talk about the Devil's Playbook and um, you talked about strongholds too, and I think that's really important because I think there's a lot of people who are in church. You know, I always say there's people in church that are not in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I like to call strongholds wrong thought patterns, you know, things that hold you down, you know, that obviously you're getting bondage in, right? Mm-hmm. And so, tell us a little bit about strongholds. Well, strongholds also starts with, with, with a struggle. Yeah. Right? It doesn't start as a stronghold. It starts as a struggle. When you struggle with something, whatever you don't kill in the spirit ends up killing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a struggle, and then the struggle turns into a stronghold, and then from a stronghold it turns into bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then you're spiritually incarcerated. So deal, deal with the strong. Strong is something that is, has your grip, has a grip on you that you can't shake it off. And, and through the Holy Spirit, you understand, sometimes we talk about things, but we don't confront things. And a lot of times you talk to people, you counsel people, and you talk about the thing, but they don't want to confront yeah. the situation. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't confront the situation, that stronghold always going to be there. That devil always going to be there waiting for you outside. That devil going to be, you know, he's like the bully in the schoolyard. He's going to be in the schoolyard waiting for you to come out. Mm-hmm. But you need to deal with the bully in the schoolyard. You need to deal with your stronghold, and your stronghold has a name. You need to deal with it. And then once you deal with it and you destroy it, you conquer that, you conquer that, conquer that. Jesus came, he did the, what Jesus came, he conquered the cross. He, yeah. didn't, he, didn't, he didn't win the battle. Yeah. He conquered the cross. They said that he conquered the cross. It was done for the devil. I mean, he just annihilated the devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. He took away the sting I mean, of death. completely annihilated the devil. I mean, made a, they say he made a joke out of him. Mm-hmm. That's really good. In your book, you talk about um, your spiritual at- the spiritual atmosphere, right? And so why do you feel like that's important for us to sort of identify what the atmosphere is that we're in? Because sometimes the climate, there's things... Climate. Exactly. What, so what, speak what, a little what, bit about what that. What pushes your buttons? Mm-hmm. Your spiritual atmosphere. What pushes your button? What makes a person get up and lose his temper and kill his family? What makes a person get up and decide to say, you know, today I commit adultery? You know, it's it's spiritual atmosphere. It's what the devil puts around you in order to control you, to manipulate you, to incarcerate you, right? So if if you hang out in a place, it's it's like saying when when Jesus was on the boat, right? Jesus, when they said when the winds and the storm came, Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't really speak to the winds and the storm. He spoke to the atmosphere. He said, peace, be still. He spoke to the atmosphere and everything calmed down. The atmosphere is the area that the devil has pushed you to in order to manipulate you and control you. But if you, if you own the atmosphere of your life, you own the atmosphere of your thoughts, if you own the atmosphere of your heart, your emotions, your will, your speech, your talk, your, your eyes, 
you own that atmosphere you understand that you can you you have you have you have you have you can conquer those areas the things that are trying to change your atmosphere your mood swings your attitudes your your anger your your being rebelling you know those things has demonic atmospheres mm. in people's lives right if people say oh i'm puerto rican i'm supposed to be this right no you're not mm -hmm. You know, I'm this. I'm. You know, they, yeah. they want to blame me the culture. They want to blame the nationality. They want to blame my father was this way. My mother was this way. My grandfather was this way. We always did this in the family. We talked this way in the family. We act this way in the family. No, 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 no. It is, it is something in the atmosphere owns real estate in your life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What do you say to those who, um, like what you were just talking about, that say, well, I, it, the atmosphere doesn't really change me because I'm an atmosphere changer but it still has an effect on us. And so they're like, you know, because it, it's also important for us to be wise in our decisions of removing ourselves from atmospheres like you were talking about, that it's not a culture thing, it is demonic, all of those. But I feel like maybe it's spiritually immature people who say or stand by that to say, oh, well, you know, I'm not really impacted by the people that are around me, but there is a difference between being kind of foolish and being wise, right? Absolutely. There's, 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 you know, they... It's like saying it, it, it's like saying this. You might have a, you might have a strong you might have a, a good grip on this part of life, but there's another part of life that's trying to bring you down. There's another part of life that's, that, that that you don't really have that grip on it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, that part of life that that really uh, that really uh, it it comes and shows up in a way in your life. Whether whether you could be you could be. Uh, so you can be the best husband, right? And mm -hmm. it's all good. But then, you know, you, you came from a background of, uh, you know, clubbing, hanging yeah. out, you know, with the, you know, and then now the devil will show up with that later. And he'll try to weaken you in places to create an atmosphere so he can entrap you, incarcerate you. Mm -hmm. So we need to be very wise, mm -hmm. right? But we need to be wise. We need to understand the things that, 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 that it, the weak moments of your life, you know, do inventory, right? Like an assessment of who you are, where you're going. I mean, we can't just prematurely say, hey, I got control over this, because you might have control over it today, but tomorrow, it, you don't know what, what holds tomorrow. So we need yeah. to be balanced in yeah. the areas of our lives, you know what I mean? To become good, I mean, strong, powerful, and unmovable, unshakable Christians. Not perfect, but genuine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's really good, and I, I think it's important. I mean, that's our total dependency on God, right? Like, Absolutely. it's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Like, mm -hmm. realistically, the ones who look like have a lot of self-control really mm -hmm. have no self-control. We just have self-control because we're submitted to God. Amen. So we look like we're self-control, but you remove God out of that element, and we, we lose control. We, yeah. you know, yeah. we just go all over the place. God brings order in our life in the areas that we have chaos or the areas that we look. Like, again, I would say... Because they're like, oh, man, you do that real well. It's like, it's my submission to God. It's, it's me following the Spirit of God. That makes me look really good. But if you remove that element, I look crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Holy Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit is the anchor of your of your boat, right? Yeah. If you move the anchor of the boat, your your boat will drift. Yeah. I'm kind of how good the weather is. You could you go out there right now, tie a boat, and the weather could be 80 degrees. You go back and see if you're gonna find that boat. Yeah. You're gonna find that boat and be somewhere in Santo Domingo. Mm -hmm. Hey, what about the Devil's Playbook? Devil's hold on, hold on. You Devil's know what? Playbook. We're gonna we're gonna go to a commercial <laughs> break, and we're gonna talk about the Devil's Playbook. I don't know about you, but if there was a playbook, I'd want to know. Stick we'll be around, right back. you guys. Amen. Hey, we're back. Welcome back, you guys. So right before the break, you were asking uh, Brother John, what um, what about the devil's playbook? Yeah, yeah. What about let's let's see. Let's let's. Because I think sometimes one. people feel like, oh, things just happen to you. Like if there isn't an enemy out there, Some literally don't even believe scheming I, for your life for your soul, but there's totally. a whole playbook. There was a, a 
read this somewhere or I heard someone uh, like Barna, you know, it's like a Christian thing to do like uh, stuff. They said that majority of people who are Christians, uh, a big chunk of them, I forgot the percentage. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, said that don't even believe that there's a devil and obviously this guy was like how could there not be a devil if there mm-hmm. wasn't a devil there's not a Jesus you know like there, yeah. there is a devil there's not a God you know so what do you think about like people that think oh you know because there's there's uh, two flip sides to that coin right where one where everything's the devil and then the other one where the, like nothing's the devil you know? yeah. it's, two, it's two people it's the devil and the enemy right the enemy yeah. the enemy the enemy mean uh, my, my, my sin nature Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. My sin nature. Right. When a lot of the sin nature take over, I'm gonna be at a certain way because regardless if I'm under the blood, we still we still living in the sin nature. Right. Totally. I mean, totally. Right. Because we still live in the flesh. We still live in the world. But uh, the devil's playbook is is the patterns and cycles of repeat. How how is it that someone could be say uh, if someone get up at Sunday morning and say I got delivered from pornography? What a testimony! Six months later, they're back on the pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The person got delivered from drugs. Right. Six months later, they're back on drugs. Patterns and cycles. The enemy understand that he needs to dress up that same old method in a yeah. new suit, and then entrap you and and incarcerate you and make you repeat the same mistakes over and over. Right. But I, I I know that I know that in in the, in the devil's playbook the patterns and cycles are repeat. It's like the hamster that you go on the wheel, the wheel. running but ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the devil's playbook. You know, making Christians believe that we run and we get freedom from here, freedom from there. But six months later, we back with the same circumstance. Or what about the woman that that, that date married this person, right? He married Willie, and I or married Freaky <laughs> Freddie, right? And and then and then he married <laughs> Bobby. And Bobby got the same characteristic of Freaky yeah. Freddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same devil in a different suit. Yeah, they go back to the same thing. They go back to the same thing. And you know, you write you write books about love. You you know yeah. you understand the the, the, the thing. It, it is it is a play. It is the devil knows where you fragmented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He oh, knows yeah, where totally. to get a grip on you. And, yeah. and the devil's playbook is just the patterns and cycles of repeat in your life. Or it could be generational, or it could be open doors that you open, mm-hmm. that you need to do an assessment, understand, surrender those things to God completely and fully so God can bring things into order, alignment, you know? So you can have precision and leverage over the enemy, over those areas that the devil incarcerates you in, that he's repeating these patterns and cycles. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, that's why it's important to really, like, identify lies in your life, you know? Because a lot of times we talk a lot about you know, continuing the truth and the truth sets you free. But, you know, there are things that we've embraced as true that are really not. Well, false realities. That's yeah. what the devil works. The devil's mind, when you sit with the devil, right? The devil the devil sat with Adam and Eve, right? The Bible says resist the devil, rebuke the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Not sit and have a conversation, have a cappuccino, right? Don't yeah. take the devil to Starbucks, right? <laughs> but <laughs> Starbucks is the devil. But anyway, that's a different segment, right? So, so when you sit with the devil, you have a dialogue with the devil. The devil sat with Adam and Eve in the false reality. He made them believe that what God said wasn't true, but he made it seem real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, so a lot of time Christians sit there and they meditate with the devil and they sit with the devil and in mind, you know, they have these conversations because if you can't beat the devil in mind, you can't beat him in the battlefield. Yeah. So in in the mind, the devil makes you with these false realities that seem to be true because he don't want you to confront or or or, or, or he just wants to continue so you can continue to. Uh, justify your situation yeah there's a justification devil out there that people was continue to justify the situation and play it down and then play the blaming game it, it's coming to a place of becoming spiritually naked in front of god said Lord, these are my flaws these are my 
places that I struggle. These are the places that I'm broken. These are the places that I'm fragmented. Lord, make me whole. Set me free. Deliver me. Hold nothing missing, nothing broken in my life. Or am I going to be perfect? No, but you be genuine, and that's good enough for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Try it again. A lot of times um, we see people who, um, I mean, obviously because we host you every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I see, you know, I see people a lot of times who, what, like you were talking about, it's the same cycles, it's the same. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times we encounter people who are doing that alone. They're trying to, which obviously God is, you know, he can do anything he doesn't need you know the help of other people but a lot of times i feel like um people try to be god for themselves and they don't try to partner with somebody to hold them accountable or to some for somebody to even build them up in prayer encourage them or you know partner with them in that way in the spiritual battle how would you say for somebody who is maybe just learning that you know i do have a stronghold i have the wrong atmosphere um but they're they're by themselves and they aren't seeking guidance help pastoring mentorship discipling any of those things yeah but it's when people in that kind of mindset and that kind of spiritual condition i mean the devil already got you mm -hmm. the devil already owns you the devil owns your your the devil owns real estate in your life yeah. because because you have to come to a place understanding you know the bible says you're not on into yourself Jesus could have came. He didn't need no 12. Jesus didn't need no 12 people. He could have snapped and fingered did everything by himself, right? Yeah. But he showed yeah. an example that he had, to, you know, it's, com it's, 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 com it's accountability with the person. It's the opportunity to, to, to help someone, you help you grow. Like I, I'm here and I talk to you at times. Yeah. I got some wonderful pastors. I had David Wilkinson at one time I talked to. Mm -hmm. I had one of the pastors in Delaware that I talked to that I share. I could be transparent. Because sometimes a lot of people don't want to share because it's a trust issue. Mm -hmm. Facts. A trust issue, right? I mean, sometimes you, you tell people something. Like, say, Pastor one tells the, the wrong person. They call it Charisma Magazine. You'll be in the picture the next morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Martina said this. He's doing this. He's doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people people think that exposing you or gossiping about you is helping you because they tell you, I'm just telling you, I'm only just telling you this so you can pray for that person. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The, the reality, that's the not classic. true. It's just the classic, <laughs> hey, man. The class, that's a real classic. I never go out, I would never go out of style. Yeah. But uh, it just find someone that you could, like a Jonathan, right? David had a Jonathan, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and it was such an amazing relationship, right? And Jonathan and David, they, they were able to be transparent with each other, but not judgmental with one another. Yeah. I, I think that's totally important. I think that's one of the, because, you know, as much as we get hurt, by people um, there, there's also healing mm -hmm. uh, through people you know mm -hmm. that's why he mm -hmm. says confess your sins to one another and I think that's one of the biggest problems we have nowadays because we take things like you know usually when that happens that classic right there I usually like to tell people like you know let's say I say well let's go talk to them and if they say no then I kind of check them mm -hmm. I go you really didn't want to help them because if, if a person really wants to help you and they're like hey can I talk to you about right they should be willing to sit with that person too. That would be genuine. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. If they're like, nah, I'm just telling you. I'm like, nah, you telling me so they can get it like tail bearer. You know, right, you, want, right. you want them to get in trouble or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's important to really have people like that in your life um, because they can give you the Bible, they can give you the word. And even in a time where you can't see it, you know, the enemy a lot of times uses uh, smoke screens, you know, where he blinds you, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, with you, it was a natural act. He tried to blind you, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a couple of times, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I had more eye surgery than uh, I think a lot of people on the planet. You yeah. Know? And, uh, but God been good, you know, and, and that's the way God chose to heal my eyes, right? Uh, 
to surgeries, you know. So so also that's a good that's a good message right there because a lot yeah, of times people so stay true. home. I'm praying, I'm fasting, mm. and I'm trusting. I got faith that God's going to so hit me good. supernaturally. Yeah, you should have that, but you go have yourself checked too at the same time. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You know, because yeah. a lot of people die from cancer. A lot of people die because they waited too long because they 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 they. So-called faith is going to heal me. You know why you don't tune into take your faith and tune into heaven and find out how God wants you, how He wants to oh, do how it, wants it to yeah. in your life. That's yeah, good. it's really good. I got I got one that I just thought was cool, so I'm just going to kind of ask you about it. It was a more than get out of hell free card. It, it's the grace card, right? Yeah. Uh, so so it's the grace card. It's it's the immature Christian, right? That 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 they've been he been been taught a theology that every time you do something right you pull out the grace card right and you say hey uh, you know God knows I'm human God knows I'm struggling uh, you know and 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 you justify something that needs to be healed or you need fit, to be yeah. delivered from right yeah so so we use a, the grace card all the time get out of jail free card you know get out of sin card you know but get back in the next week. Mm. And it just become a pattern cycle of repeating your life. But you'd be like the Book of Numbers, right? There was a church in the Book of Numbers that they, 40 years, they started in a location. Mm -hmm. And 40 years later, they're still in the same location. They grew old, but they never grew up. Yeah. And God can't, de God can't use immature Christians mm -hmm. to move the kingdom. Yeah. And I think that we, we do, the, the, that card, the grace card, yeah, God will give you grace for the genuine struggling Christian. There's a grace, there's a grace that comes with that. Yeah. But it's not a, a license to do whatever you want and then just put the name of Jesus on it and say, uh, you know, you know, it's like the life of Peter, right? Peter, Peter, and Peter, and and, and Peter and Judas, right? You look at these two men, yeah. one true, one truly repentant, and one had remorse. They both cry. They both cry. So Judas cried, but he had remorse. He had no repentance. Peter cried, but he had repentance, and the Lord restored them. Yeah, he repented. Mm -hmm. See, so there's a Christian. That's genuine, like Peter. He made a mistake. He cursed, made a mistake. He renounced. He he denied. He he denied Jesus. Right. One soul, Jesus, could have repented. Yeah. Right. But had remorse. No repentance. A lot of Christians, they want the they want the they want the grace, but they don't want to change. Yeah. But it's like uh, what was it? Manipulation. Uh, basically saying sorry and never changing. Right. Yeah. You know, you keep saying sorry, keep saying sorry, but you never change. Realistically, you're just to the next sorry, right? Which mm -hmm. we've all done it. There was the a season moment. in our lives, yeah. Mm -hmm. We were like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but nothing's changing. There's no real repentance. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not really changing. You're not renewing your mind. You're not changing the way you think. You're mm -hmm. not turning around. You're still going in the same direction. And repentance, we all know that. You know that's very important. Uh, you have to be born again to see the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You have anything over there? Did I mention spiritual damage already or no? No. Okay, so you were talking about assessing the spiritual damage. So obviously everyone uh, faces different battles with the enemy, but then there's something that you have to do at you know through the course, the process, to where you're mentioning in your book, assess the spiritual damage. So there's residue, there's hurt, there's all these different things. Why is that kind of vital in the process of conquering our deliverance? Because a man has to be whole in order to hold whole water right you can't be a leaky vessel mm -hmm. you can't hold the glory you can't hold you can't hold the God Shekinah glory you can't we, we the new tabernacle the new testament you can't hold the glory of God you can't hold the, you can't hold the good things of God in you if you're leaking so you know, so don't so be we, leaky. Don't that's be leaky, amen. So that's a T-shirt right there. So we that's, need, a, that's like a diaper. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. You know. So we need to have, 
that assessment where the places mm. not the strong places yeah, that you're strong you checked on once in a while but the places yeah. that you fragment the places yeah. that you're leaking the places that you're just putting a patch on a band-aid when Always. you need surgery yeah and i think we've we've probably all encountered somebody who maybe a pastor a minister you know whoever who has some spiritual damage that they haven't addressed they haven't assessed or healed from and then they're leaking or bleeding on other people right so it's really important not only just as believers but as people in different roles as leadership you know you know i mean it's, it's like you know you know i remember when you had the hurricane here yeah right and 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 people's house got hit when you come, when the insurance guy come out he goes he come check what the damages yeah he don't come check the good part of the house mm. he come mm. check the damages of your house right what needs to be rebuilt the leaky side the, the leaky side right so he comes see mm. those areas how much an assessment he has to make how much money you need to rebuild your house same in the spiritual you know there's places in our in our areas and i walk with god and in our relationship with god whether it's internal whether whether it's external you know you need to know you need to put those things at the altar and know surrender them to god and know that god can heal them and god can make them new again really and then good. you can be a stronger and a more mature christian people think people think they move from glory to glory is from a hyundai to mercedes yeah <laughs> that's not a glory government i just that's just an upgrade god was gracious you know yeah. yeah it's from maturity to maturity right from maturity to maturity that's you know that's that's really the the, the assessment of being glory to glory it's moving from maturity to maturity and a lot of christians they grow all in church they grow as christians but you know if you look at them inside they're still infants mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're still leaking still there's no there's no substance leaking. there's no foundation like right you have a house but you look at the house but you look at the bottom there's no foundation there's just yeah. a dirt floor mm -hmm. facts the the superstructure always needs a subculture in other words like w depending upon what you're building on top can only uh, be held by what the foundation that you have on the bottom. You can't do five floor. The, you know the con the taller the building, the deeper the concrete. The deeper the hole. The deeper the hole. You yeah. go to Manhattan, you walk around, you see this. I mean, this gigantic yeah. hole. Mm -hmm. You know they're not gonna put a hut there. Facts. Yeah. They're gonna put a building. It's gonna be 50, 60 stories high. Yeah. Because the foundation can hold that weight. Facts. What is your foundation? Your fa you have cracks in your foundation. Admit it. You know, surrender. Talk to God. Talk to talk to your real, a real pastor, a real leader mm. that's able to come in agreement with you. There's power in agreement. There's power in unity to get healed. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes it though, and you know it's funny because that's the thing that's going to sustain you most. But most people don't like the hey, that's a crack right there. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like I just got married, right? I just got married. Come on. Right. I just got married, right? And God has me on the potter's wheel, right? I don't want to be cut in places, you know, because I I'm used to doing John. I can yeah. do John single easy. Life. I can do the single life easy. I I can roll with John, and I can roll with John. But then when the spiritual boy comes, and then my wife has to deal with the spiritual, I have to deal with the spiritual. We have to come together in agreement and power and unity. Come to spiritual warfare. These things are gonna crash. These things are not gonna. Especially, I mean, I just got married. Things are not gonna fit into the to the place that they, they need to fit in in, in a customary sure. way. You got it, mindsets. You got to yeah, shatter. There's shatter, so there's much. A, you know, this <laughs> ideas. <laughs> ideas you know yeah, and, yeah. And, and i'm a big corporate in my marriage because you know i can do i can i can do spiritual warfare with my eyes closed yeah i yeah. can cast out demons in my eyes closed. i can't turn on a computer but i can do demonology <laughs> like yeah. my eyes you can put me anywhere anywhere and I, I i can do demons but when it comes to marriage you know i need a lot of work you know i yeah. need i need the lord to deal with me deal with me in different mm -hmm. areas and i need the lord to help me in different areas and i need to talk to people that have been there and done that and got the t-shirt yeah, you totally. Know, you know, and, and I think in, in, in what I'm saying with that is walking in your Christian walk, you have to do the same thing. 
Totally. And you, you have to you, do the same you, thing. And you're, you know, to your uh, defense Jesus there. Jesus submitted to the Father. You, yeah. you, we've talked on the phone before where you're like, hey, you know, demons, call me. I'm going to call you. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm calling you right now for this marriage thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, so. You know, it's it, a, it is what it is. It's, you know? a, it's honor where honor is due, though, because, you know, they would probably, you know, they hear you saying all that. Yeah. But I am basically uh, confirming what yeah. you just Everything you just taught, because they're like, well, yeah, John don't do that. No, John does that in the areas where he feels like, hey, yeah, and, have, and you take the crack. I have my struggles, right? And I have to, say, I have to confront my struggles. I have to, I, I can, do, I can do demon stuff, you know. I, I can do because I lived 25 years in the demon world. I know the components. I know the demon. I know the power of the demon. When people come up to prayer, I know the power. I know the pattern cycles. I know the mindset of the demon. I know how the demon operate. I know how the stronghold. I know where the mm-hmm. open door, the open portal, the open gate. I see those things in my spirit. It's just something just comes automatically but when you have to come to an area that you need you need someone uh, to help you uh, you know Moses was an amazing man of God but he needed people to hold his hands up mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. you know what I mean to win the fight yeah. so they, you know and, and it's vice versa because the wife you know she needs some polishing too yeah well uh, we uh, all, anytime you, know, you first get you married know. yeah let me tell you anytime if you think about Jesus and you when you first got married you know, when you first became, you still becoming one with him. Yeah. That wasn't like instant. You jacked up. You're trying to figure out how to walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. When, when we're talking about becoming one, uh, that means that you're of the same purpose, same goals. You know, you might have different uh, roles, but you're going in the same direction. That's one. And so the same thing happens with you and Jesus. It's the same thing that happens with another human when you get married. It's like you got two different, hey, I want to go this way. I like this. I like that. Now you're, you're trying to become one in purpose. So that's the, the battle. It's always been. Always you been. And I think, I, think the great thing <laughs> I think the great thing about walking with God is you, the understanding that he will always do his part, but he'll never do yours. That's good. And, then, and, and you come into partnership and agreement with God. And two touch and agree, you can command a blessing. Want to put a thousand to five? Two will put ten thousand. Hey, you are you in? Because okay. I saw you smiling. You're like, is that my life right now? Or you, you, you know, you in the same uh, trying to figure out. The no, whole yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. I've only been married like a month or so, <laughs> so everything is super duper new, you know. Yeah. And um, I mean, just in general, you know, being uh, your the lifestyle that you have before. Yeah, because you could just be like, I'm out. Now you're yeah. like, oh, I got to, t- <laughs> you know, yeah. hey. Mm-hmm. you know. It's one one thing different. I've learned about marriage and spiritual warfare is the enemy knows how to grip one person, mm-hmm. right? And this could be a man, it could be the husband or the wife. Grip the person and bring them down to that level. And then you, 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 you want to come down and be a pleaser. You want to come down and be an obedient. You want to come down and, and, and agree with the person, with the husband or the wife. But the devil knows the trick. This is the trick I used to do in witchcraft. I weaken this person. Right, weaken the wife or weaken the husband, and then to get both of them for the price of one. That's what you have in, in marriage. You need spiritual warfare discernment. Yeah. Not only discernment, but spiritual warfare. And then I, someone has to keep the fight. Someone has to protect the front line. Yeah. So if I can bring you down, if I can bring him down to here, then and and then she has to submit to him, or or, or say he has to compliment her. Then I got both of them. See, so we have to, and I think in marriage, I think in marriage, or in relationship, or partnership, or in ministry, we have to discern, understand that the devil will always sit in the blind spot mm-hmm. yeah. of your life, waiting for the opportunity, the chance, the time to know when to get in and get out. And that's the kind of witchcraft I know. Mm. 
Hey, you wanna? I wanna <laughs> ask about the struggle. I wanna have some fun with John. We're gonna start off with the struggle. No, going. Uh, what's the first one we're gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna oh, wow, uh, we're gonna get into some segments. We're gonna uh -oh. kick it off with Dear Younger Me after this quick commercial break. So you guys stick around. We've got John Ramirez in the building. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. <laughs> we're, we've got John Ramirez in the building, and John so we Ramirez. we're gonna get into some fun segments, right? So we're laughing because you know the commercial break. The commercial, yeah, it's just trying funny. to pick one. John's you know. Just funny. If you know John, then you know how the commercial break went. Yeah. yeah so we're going to kick it off with Dear Younger Me. So take yep. us back to a younger version of yourself. That could be any age. What were you like? What were you doing? And if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, I, I think a lot. I think the part that I will go back to, you know, to be transparent. And, and I think being a younger dad, I think a lot of dads out there struggle because mm. they, they keep they. Uh, really I think good. a lot of dads out there struggle because they love their kids, but they don't know how to keep the promises. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. with my daughter, I think with my daughter, and uh, how I old think were you when you first became yeah. a dad? My, I think I was 25. Oh, so wow. 25. So you're going to talk to the 25-year-old. So the 25-year-old that are out there making kids, but not standing by the kids or making yeah. kids, but false promises. I'll be here for you. I'll come by for you. I'll pick you up. Why not? Mm. I think I think I would talk to the younger person is to learn how to be committed and hold to your commitments and follow through. Because I think that really, yeah. that really, uh, uh, even if you, if you have your indifferences and you got a divorce, whatever circumstance, but mm -hmm. still be committed to the person, the child, and really hold your good. weight, hold your weight to that responsibility. And I think that didn't hold the weight to the responsibility, not making an excuses because I could I could have done better. It's I couldn't hold on to the promises that I promised my daughter when she stand by the window at two years old, waiting for me to come in the weekend and pick her up, and I never show up. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 the part that I would talk to that person. And so you should you still see through. that, huh? You still see that. I, oh, yeah. That, the devil attacks me with that still. The devil still hits me hard with that. And yeah. uh, the, the, even though everything is under the blood, uh, the devil can talk to me about how committed I was, how much witchcraft I did on people, how much uh, demonic things I did in the demonic world. And the devil can say, you see, you, you did all these things and you did, you heard a lot of people witchcraft. And that don't bother me, you know, because, it, I mean, not that it, it, it I, was, I totally understand it, what it you're was saying. not yeah. any, any, it wasn't, I'm not making light of that situation. But I think there's things, there's soft areas in your life, right? Mm -hmm. That really get, that the, the, the enemy can get to you even, even deeper, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to your kids. It's really good. How old yep. is your daughter now? D 32. And so if you could go back to the younger, uh, child, right? And you mm -hmm. can tell them something, and that maybe they are that child who had an absent father or a father who made promises that they couldn't keep. What would you tell the kid? Yeah, I what, think. What I would think, you tell your daughter? Yeah, that's I good. think I did. I, I had a conversation. I think in one of my books, I wrote a letter to my daughter. In one of my books, I wrote a letter, you know, asking for forgiveness. I think the forgiveness is the great thing, the greatest gift that God can give a person to forgive mm -hmm. and to ask someone to forgive you. And, and admit admit that you're wrong. Admit that you you you, you what you did. Don't justify it because you know a lot of people like I couldn't say. Well, my father did the same thing. My father was the same way. Mm -hmm. Even there was a generation of curse yeah. in my family that my father my father's father didn't love him. Didn't, didn't wasn't a father with him. My father wasn't a, didn't love me. Love me. My brother did. I'm not gonna hold on to that because then I, I that's not true. That's not true forgiveness. That's not taking responsibility for your own actions. So I'm I'm gonna I went and talked. I talk and I wrote a letter in one of my books to my daughter, you know, how I, the things I did and I asked for forgiveness and I pray she could forgive me because I was wrong. 
Yeah. And I think that's the part that, that I think that's the part that that God can start bringing things into alignment and bringing restoring things in my relationship with my daughter. I have an amazing relationship with my daughter yeah. today. That's dope. And whatnot, you know. Mm, so good. It's really good, man. It's really good. Um, I don't. You're like I'm not gonna put him back in the DeLorean. Yeah. Do you have another one? Uh, well, I. You know, at what age you started? Uh, you know, witchcraft and all that. Oh. Eight. Seven. Well, seven, seven. About seven, seven and a half. The necklace. This uh, demonic necklace. Seven. The dark powers of the dark side. The satanic kingdom fell from the second heaven, and I wrapped it around my neck. And then eight years old, I was at the at the tower car reading, and then I would do my first ceremony a week later. Well, how you later. got into that? It was all engrafted through my bloodline of my father and my father's sister, and uh, with uh, mm. and her, it was all generated from Puerto Rico, and it came into the U.S. Uh, the Peritimo uh, Santeria and Palo Mayumbe, and uh, you know centros and worshiping uh, you know demonic demons, which the Catholic Church called the saints, but they're not saints. You know, in Santeria it means worship of saints in the Yoruba Yor- yeah. religion. But it's not worship of sin, it's worship of demons and deities and principalities and territorial spirits. And so your father was murdered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Father mm-hmm. got shot? Yeah, my father got shot. I think it's the 80-20 program. You know, sometimes a lot of men uh, or women go out there. We fall into the devil's game. The devil's playbook is there's a page called 80-20. Yeah. And the 80-20 program is you got 80% at home, which is a husband or wife, and then you chase the 20%, make the 20% bigger. It's a delusion and deliver spirit. And when it hits you, you think the 20% that is out there is better than the 80% you got at home. And that's what happened to my father. He got shot for a woman that wasn't even his when he had a good wife home. I'm going to put you back in the DeLorean. I'm putting you back in time. <laughs> I'm saying you back in time. This is what I want you to do. Because uh, you were a young boy, and your dad mm-hmm. was involved in that. Mm-hmm. So... You, with everything you know now, and the man you are today, if you can go back to maybe a moment, maybe, obviously you didn't see this moment, but the moment where your dad was going to make a choice, you know, this person was going to make a choice of maybe getting into all the Santeria and all that stuff. Like, what would you say, what would you say, young John, if this John, with everything you know now, what would you say to your dad? You get what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't have. I really can't say because I had I, my my book of my dad only got one page. Yeah, in my book. And then so what would you? So know, what would you tell him? According to I what you know, have, I I couldn't really say nothing because there was nothing. There was no connection there what at would, all. What at about all, my dad? What about you, know, you I mean, as it a? It was hard to say. Did you want a relationship? Well, my you know, dad, what would you I mean, say? We, every, every kid wants a relationship. Yeah. They want to play catch. That's they want to play so, uh, drive the bike. They want to go to the Yankee Stadium. Yeah, with the dad. I mean, I grew, I grew up in the Bronx. You so know? maybe I there's mean, maybe there's somebody out there who's a dad who's not in his son's life either. So what would you say to your dad with everything you know now, at, even from according to being a little boy and all of the desires you probably had? What would you say? I think it's love. I think it's love. I think love, love, love the person you made. Love the person. You know, love the person. I think. I mean, we all looking for love, right? We all yeah. looking for that love, right? We, we want the love of a father. We want the love of a mother, right? We want to be loved. I think that all, all I wanted was my dad to love me mm-hmm. uh, and take me out to the baseball game and out to Yankee Stadium or or go to the baseball park and play catch. You know, mm-hmm. be, you know, is is have that rela- If you out there and 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 you have and there's cracks in your foundation with your relationship with your daughter, your or, or your ch- you can, those things you you can, you can you know you can redeem those things. 
by, by loving and giving the attention and giving the care and, and giving yourself to that person and you, you can bring them. My dad would have done that. I mean, I wrote a letter in my first book, uh, Forgiving My Dad, and I would say, what would have been now if my dad was alive today mm -hmm. and see me preaching all over the world? Yeah. How yeah. awesome would that be? You know, my dad sitting maybe in the front seat and hear me Come preach, on. you know what I mean? John. Uh, awesome, yeah. you know, being, being a cheerleader, you know, preaching and maybe being safe. You know, my dad got shot at 33 years old. Mm. My dad was young. You know, I was 13 years old when I was standing outside the social club in the rainy day in October when it was pouring rain, me and my mom holding my hand. My dad was on the other side of the club, dead, you know? So don't let time pass you by. Redeem your time. Just in a, a couple minutes that we have left, what would you say to the young person, the eight, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 year old? Because right now, and I think we spoke about this before, now it's all about manifestation and the courts and the sage and so there's a lot of young people who are being introduced into witchcraft and that mm -hmm. kind of thing what would you say to them before they could make that decision to start playing around with that stuff I, I i think you need to evaluate where you're going where you're getting yourself into and know the consequences of what is going to happen the devil will always collect the bill at the end of whatever he gives you it's like you go you can you can go to vegas and play and you could be the best you could play blackjack the devil will let you win a few games but he owns the house yeah you know and i think a lot of people don't understand that they want the moment but they don't know what the consequences what lays ahead mm -hmm. i did the devil for 25 years i know how these young people being entrapped they're being incarcerated they're being introduced they're being seduced they're being offered the devil's offering things because you want the moment you want the temper you want yeah. the now but you don't know later on what is kind of the consequences what's going to bring you know the absence of god in your life the, the, going to hell is the absence of God. It's a place I went to hell in 1999 when I got saved, and God put me back into my body. So, so it's a place that you know you, you, it, it isn't the attraction. It looks it looks glamorous at the moment, but if you take off the mask, you see the real deal. It's nothing to to really uh, that you if you know if you know the, the the truth behind it, you never want it ever mm -hmm. again. You never want no matter how seductive, no matter they offer you a million dollars, you say no, I don't want that. Because the, the truth about it is, it, it what seems right to man, the Bible says, in the end, it brings destruction. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know what's amazing? I said one thing quick. You know what's amazing? Yeah, I remember yeah, when I good. was when I was around. I remember when I was around eight, eight, about almost like nine years old. I got off the I got off the, the city bus in in Fordham Road, right? And there was a, there was a person. There were people there Fordham. on Fordham Road, right? And right there, they had the Alexander store up yeah, there yeah. and everything. So I got off the bus and they had the, they had this guy that had like twelve different uh, images of paintings, you know. And he said, "Hey, you want to know what Jesus is about?" And he brought me to all diff all twelve. And I and I said a sinner's prayer. I was so happy at that moment. I walked away. But there was no one to nurture me and bring me into the kingdom. So mm. somehow I think the seed was sown at that moment. Yeah. But That's I had to dope. go. I had to go to the valley of the shadow of death to 25 years and of witchcraft and come on the other side, knowing Jesus. Amen. I love that, man. So glad that you're on this side <laughs> now, right? Yeah, totally. I totally appreciate your friendship. Just everything you do for the kingdom. They find you at JohnRamirezMinistries.org. You know, JohnRamirez.org. JohnRamirez.org. I'm the only Puerto Rican that got short. <laughs> <laughs> Don Ramirez, Pedro, Julio, Juan, 
<laughs> johnramirez.org thank yes, you so much for man. being with us thank, thank you so you. much uh, for all that you do for the kingdom really appreciate it congratulations on your marriage that's super amen. dope and everything that you're doing amen. man thank you so much Juan Martinez from This Is Real and I'm Stephanie Rave and we're so glad you joined us if you enjoyed the show be sure to like share and subscribe and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode and don't forget in Houston, Texas on 100.7 FM every single Saturday night we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30 man with real people real problems real solutions the show is rocking amen but not only that not only is the show rocking we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter fire. and some good times and some fire Amen. and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez hey that's a wrap peace